love the Lord. What a beautiful night it is tonight. That band is playing like we want them to play. They just blessed us tremendously tonight. I'm excited. What gifts that they bring. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for the night's worship and the opportunity to study your word. Thank you for every person that will hear me and those that will viewing me on Facebook and YouTube. We according, ask according to your word that you bless them. Let this time be beneficial to their life in Christ. And we thank you for who you are and what you are. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk tonight from the theme, Living Faith in Stressful Times. This is part seven. Living Faith in Stressful Times. Hopefully it is on your screen. It will be behind me on the wonderful big jumbo screens that we have here in the sanctuary during this time as I talk to you about living faith in stressful times. I want to read to you tonight this passage from Genesis 26. For those of you who heard last week's lesson know we did verses 1 through 11. Now we're going to cover part of 12 through 34 as much as we can get to in this next few moments that we're looking at. But let's read the first few verses, beginning at verse 12, down to, let's say, verse uh, 17. Then Isaac planted seed in the land as a farmer and reaped the same year a hundred times as much as he had planted. The Lord blessed and favored him. And the man Isaac became great and gained more and more until he became very wealthy and extremely distinguished. He owned flocks and herds and a great household with a number of servants, and the Philistines envied him. Now all the wells of his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father. The Philistines stopped up by filling them with dirt. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from here because you are far too powerful for us. So Isaac left that region and camped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. Wow. It's interesting to me as we look at this text tonight, this story which is so overwhelming and so difficult to grasp because here we are looking once again at Isaac who is in the land that God had promised unto Abraham. He's in the place where God has sent him. God said, stay here. He has stayed where he was told to stay. He is doing what he's told to do, but life is not any easier. Life is still difficult. Life is still coming at him in waves, and he's still got things to deal with. You know, you would think that if you're doing God's will, that everything would be, uh, with the old way we put it, hunky-dory. Everything would be perfect. It would be blissful. It would be wonderful. You'd be delighted. You'd be happy, go lucky, no problems, no issues, no stress. But the truth of the matter is that even when you are serving God and doing the Lord's will, it does not preclude you from having to deal with the vicissitudes of life. Life still comes at you in waves. There are still things that you have to deal with, people you have to deal with, problems you have to overcome, 
problem people you have to overcome. There are still issues that come up. There are people that like you and people that don't like you. There are people who don't like you that don't even know you. There are people that envy you and you're looking at your own situation and say, why would you envy me? I'm going through so much. It's amazing how you don't have to do anything to make some people mad at you. You're getting up this morning made somebody mad. You're being able to take care of yourself made somebody mad. The fact that you have been blessed in the middle of this pandemic made somebody mad. The reality is that if you have money, somebody's envious of you. If you don't have money and you got peace, somebody's envious of the fact that you can be broke and still have peace. The thing is that one has to realize that life comes to us in many ways and we must get used to the fact that we are probably always going to be contending with something. Physical health, physical well-being, mental health, the health and welfare of those we love, our resources, what to do about family members who are struggling, what to do about issues of conflict with individuals, what to do about issues of conflict with individuals that don't want to work towards resolution or reconciliation. There's always something. And so tonight, I thought it'd be interesting if we look at this, living faith in stressful times, and look at what Isaac did to keep on living in his stressful time. To look at how he handled life as life kept unfolding before him. And to look at that with an eye towards what is it that I can do in order to hang in there? How can I handle my life? How can I handle my issues? What can I glean from this that will allow me to press my claim towards living a better, brighter life? And so I want to offer this. In order to live your faith in stressful times, you must do the following. And I'm going to give you three broad things. In order to live your faith in stressful times, you, got, you have some things you must do. Yeah, there must. And number one among them is this. You got to keep grinding. Keep grinding. Now, now that, that, that phrase is used rather popularly these days because people understand what it means to grind. It means to get your hustle on, keep working, keep doing what you're supposed to do. Athletes use it all the time, meaning to keep on exercising, keep on putting up shots. If you're a basketball player, keep diving in the pool. If you're a swimmer, keep on playing, putting out shots. If it's a golfer, whatever you are doing, you got to keep grinding at it. If you're writing, you got to keep grinding at writing. You got to keep on pushing out papers and trying to find your voice. Whatever you do, you got to keep on grinding. And the problem with most folk is they'll grind for a while and then they'll give up. They'll grind for a while and then life gets difficult and they'll stop. They'll grind for a while and they'll say, yeah, that's enough today. I'm tired. Well, you've got to learn that the obstacles in life do not go away because you love the Lord. You have to do your part to keep grinding. You've got to do your part not to give up. 
Just because stuff don't go your way, you've got to do your part to do what you need to do in order to get what God has for you and to realize the manifestation of the blessings of God. So you got to keep grinding. You got to keep grinding. <clears throat> and, and, and what Isaac did in his grind is Isaac sowed in the land. Means that he, he planted where he was at. He planted right there. He sowed into the land. He put seed in soil. And, and I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to keep grinding, you got to keep working. You got to keep planting, keep doing. You got nothing be the failure but a try. You miss all the shots you, you don't take. Let me tell you something. You've got to go ahead and keep on doing what you must do. Keep grinding. Keep grinding. Paul put it this way. I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. I keep on grinding. I keep on grinding. I'm pressing on. My mama used to know that song. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fears dismay. But I'm still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. At some point, if you're going to get to higher ground, you got to put one foot in front of the other. You got to keep on stepping in it. You got to keep working at it. Don't be lazy. Get back up at it. So yesterday wasn't good. What's wrong with today? So you had a hard time. What's wrong with right now? So you had, so someone said no. What's wrong with asking again? What's wrong with pressing on? You cannot give up. A quitter never wins, and a winner never quits. So if you're quitting on yourself, if you're quitting on life, if you're quitting because the issues are hard, you're not going to get the blessing. And it's not God's fault. Oh, the Lord left me. If God had been with me, I wouldn't have been going through all that, child. Child, you just don't know what I've been through. If you understood my story, everybody's got a story. Yours is no different. Everybody's had something to happen. Everybody's had people to talk about them. Everybody's had somebody who was jealous or envious of them. Everybody has had somebody who didn't like them. So what? I'm not impressed. You shouldn't be impressed. Matter of fact, I want to be clear with you right here. This is going to mess somebody up. If nothing is ever coming after you, bothering you, you're, going, you're not going through anything, it's because you are a no count. No count. Yeah, that's right. Means you don't matter. Let me, let me put it to you like this. When I was playing basketball back in my teenage years, I could play. I could dunk. I could run. And I'm known for being a big guy. So, you know, if I put my baguska on you, I promise you, you're going to move. You're you going to move. You're you going to move. I promise i move you where you don't want to be. And you will find yourself off the court if you stay close enough. Look. But one thing I realize is, when we were playing ball, you figured out who could and who couldn't shoot. And if a person couldn't shoot, guess what? They lay off of that person and double team somebody else. When, when nobody is bothering you, it's because everybody laid off of you because they didn't think you had anything going on. They didn't think you, so let me help you here. That means that if you're going through something right now, Right on. Hallelujah. Because what you need to know is the devil knows you got something going on. 
Life knows you're a winner. Even if you don't know you're a winner, life knows you're a winner. The universe knows you're a winner. The arc of the universe is bending in your direction towards the positive, and you're about to win. And if you don't give up, you'll see the manifestation of the goodness of God. You got to keep grinding. Eyes are sold in the land. Well, well let, me, let me do this. Got an ABC underneath here because this is, this is helpful for us. Because the Bible says, look at verse 12 real good. Then Isaac planted seed in that land like a farmer and reaped the same year a hundred times as much as he had planted because the Lord blessed and favored him. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. I could run now. I could speak in tongues, shout, and flip a pew right here. Let me get to you real good because you got to get this now. Understand something. He was bountiful in the land where he was at. He was bountiful, prosperous. Things were coming together. He had it going on. But at the same time, the next verse says that he gained distinction and all that good stuff. But guess what? People didn't like him. So I want to put it to you this way. You can be bountiful, but burden. Bountiful, but burden. What does that mean, Reverend? Means that, that you can be prosperous. You can be blessed and still have some burdens to bear. You know, I, um, uh, back in the day, you sing a song, how much more? How much more of life's burdens must we bear, Lord? Well, hey, there may be more stuff to bear. But you have to recognize that you can be bountiful and burdened at the same time. And don't let that mess your head up. Don't let it mess your head up. The fact that you got some stuff you're dealing with, don't let it mess your head up. Realize that God has blessed you bountifully. Notice verse 12. In the verse 12 says this, The Lord blessed and favored him. So, so not only was he blessed, but he was favored. He was favored. He was favored. And you've got to understand this, that God can give you favor. God can give you favor. And when God gives you favor, everything you touch is going to be blessed. Whatever you put your hands to, the assignment you have right now, it's blessed. But he was bountiful, but he was still burdened. Reverend, what do you mean he's burdened? I, I need you to understand something. People had looked at him and were mad. People had looked at him and were feeling some type of way about him to the point that they were coming at him. They were trying to mess his life up. And you can't tell me that when you're going through something that it doesn't mess with your head, because it does. It's a burden to go through. It's a burden to deal with people that don't like you. You know, I remember one time, I, I, I was somewhere, and someone was talking about they, how they didn't like the pastor at Shiloh. And, uh, and, you know, I was asking, why don't you like him? You know, what, what's wrong, you know? And they were giving all their reasons. They had no idea they were talking to the pastor of Shiloh. They didn't even know me from Adam's house cat. No, somebody says something ugly about me and they accepted it at face value and said, oh, he ain't not. Wait a minute. 
Let me help you here. Don't get upset that people talk about you. You know, you, they, you, know, you never pick dead flowers. You only pick flowers that are living. Nobody will pick a, a, a dead fruit. You only pick fruit that's ripened. And so if they're picking on you, it's because they see you living. They see you ripened. They see you prosperous. And so you can realize, hey, look here. I can be blessed, but burdened. The be here, the be here, which is found in the text. Um, verse 14, the end of verse 14 says, the Philistines envied him. Verse 15 says, now all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines stopped up by filling them with dirt. So, so the B portion here is, you can be blessed but blocked. Blessed but blocked. Now these folk had the audacity the unmitigated gall to stop up the wells that Abraham built, that he dug out. They filled them with dirt. There were several ways they would, they would do this kind of thing. They would put a putrid animal in there so that the dead carcass rotting would ruin the water in a well. In this case, what they did was they took dirt and they filled it up so much so that you couldn't get through to the water. He was blessed, but they were blocking him. Hey, let me help you here. I watched the other night. Guy was going up for a dunk. It looked like a sure dunk. And my man, Nerlens Noel from the New York Knicks, met him at the rim, caught the dunk in midair, and threw it back. Now he's blessed. The guy who did dunk is blessed because he has vertical, verticality. He can leave the earth and fly. But the other guy's blessed too because he got up there with him and stopped him. Well, that's okay. Next time down, he wasn't quick enough to stop him. Hey, let me tell you something. When you're in a battle with your enemy, don't expect your enemy to take it easy on you. Why should I let you have something easy? That's what the devil said. Why should I let you have something easy when I can block you, when I can get in your way, when I can ruin your day? So you've got to realize that you can be blessed and blocked at the same time. Blessed and blocked at the same time. But don't get discouraged about that. Don't get upset about that. Because if they block one way, God open up another way. If they close one door, God open up another door. If they, if they stop you from getting one interview, God will give you a different interview. If they stop you from rising up the ladder one way, God will build a whole new staircase so that you can go up without climbing on the ladder. I promise you, you can be blessed and blocked, but don't worry about it because what God has for you is for you and there's no devil in hell that can take away the promises of God that are attached to your life. Don't get upset about it. Don't lose your cool. Here, here, I need you to get this real quick. What's not in this text, I told you what's in between the line, not on the line, just important to what is on the line. What's not on this text is anywhere where Isaac loses cool. He doesn't stop cussing. He doesn't start yelling, screaming. I, he, he might be part Jamaican because he's some, no problem, man, no problem. 
blah, blah, blah. No problem. No, man, he, nothing. Okay, I think it was Kendrick Lamar. Because Kendrick Lamar, I think it was him. He said, nothing can stop me because I'm all the way up. And at some point, you got to be all the way up and you got to believe nothing can stop me. You got to put it in your head. Okay, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to get the, the, the C portion. I'm still on the first point, so I got, and this is the ABC under the first point. <laughs> so let me, let me get to the C portion. Here, here you get this up. So I, I told you he was bountiful but burdened. I told you he was blessed but blocked. They stopped up the wells. But, but, the, but, but, the, but the third thing here is found in verse 17. Verse 16 and 17. Verse 16 says, Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from here because you are far too powerful for us, which is a, an acknowledgment of the goodness of God on his life. Verse 17 says, so Isaac said, say la vie. Isaac said, Isaac left that region and camped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. So here's the third thing. He was a boss, but he was bumped. He was a boss, but he was bumped. What do you mean he was a boss? I mean, he was, he was such a boss that folk looked at him and said, you're too much for us. You're too powerful for us. You got it going on. We can't handle you. We can't handle your truth. You too, you all that. I can't deal with you. He's a boss. He's prosperous. He's distinguished. Everybody looking at him. He's all the way up. He's hyped. He's doing what he ought to be doing. And yet, he gets bumped from the land that he had settled, and that's the same land that had just prospered. Okay. Notice was not in verse 17. Verse 17 said, Isaac left that region and camp. Hold on. You just gonna leave? You just, the text said you had a hundredfold blessing on that land. And you just gonna walk away? See, I know, I know some of y'all right now. Cause see, some of y'all don't take tea for fever. Y'all be ready to get it going on. It be on and popping. It be like you bring your army, I bring my army. You do your thing, I'm gonna do my thing. Somebody got to leave, but it ain't gonna be me. Somebody going down, but it ain't gonna be me. Somebody, you got to bring some to get some. You got to bring some to get some. And right now, it look like you want to bring some, and you gonna have to come in, come on with, it, come on, cause it's on now. It's on like, hey, look. Look, I just had a hundredfold blessing on this land. My land's working right. My irrigation is working good. I got this thing going on. I ain't going nowhere. Now, if you, if you, if you either can leave me alone, you can leave me the, 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 the heaven alone. Or you, hey, it's on now. I promise you, it's on, it's on. We're going to be moving some furniture around here. I, I ain't going nowhere. That's not in the text. See, I know I just answered for some of y'all. I got people all the time trying to tell me, why aren't you harder? Why don't you say more? Why aren't you meaner? You need to put this person in that place. I'll be looking at why? Why? I love that shot there, Solomon. Why? Why, why do I need to say more? Why do I need to yell? Why do I need to scream? 
That ain't me. That ain't me. No. Look, he's a boss, but he's bumped. And they, look, I know, y'all, I don't know all the new politically correct terms, so I'm going to use a 70s phrase, and if it's wrong, please forgive me. You can share with me later that, the, the, you know, because no, I'm, I'm changing. Let me try another word. Um, the word began with a P back in the old days, but let me say he was chumped. Chumped. Yeah, 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 chumped. Yeah, man, you got bullied. Somebody done bullied you out your own land. Made you leave your crops, man. I mean, we ain't going out like that, blood. We ain't going out like that. We got to handle our business. We are not going out like that. Somebody got to do something. I promise you, man. I promise you. I got your back, man. I got your back. Let's handle business. But Abraham, but Isaac simply looks up and says, on to the next spot. We're moving. We're moving. I'm going to come back to this point. I'm going to come back to it because you got to get this, saints. You got to get this. Because, see, sometimes you got to recognize when it's time to fight and when it's time to be in flight. You got to recognize when God is saying stay and when God is saying move. You got to recognize when God's saying, look, this is a battle worthy of getting into and you move far enough. You don't need to move any further. Take this land right here. There's times when you got to get to, to the, your Jordan River and cross over. And when you cross over, they may come to you when you're old, like, like the man of God, Caleb. And they may say, look, here's your land here, but there are uh, all kinds of enemies in the land. And you may have to look up and say, look, I, I want to tell you now, I, I, I know what God will do. As for me, give me this mountain. I'm getting ready to take mine. I'm going to take what's mine. This is my land. We're going to fight. There are times when you've got to know when it's time to fight. But you ought not just be fighting just to fight because folks are cutting the food. You, you're not yelling because other folks are yelling. I don't care what they say. You're losing your mind for they screaming to the top of their lungs, acting like they done lost something. No. Chill. Just chill and settle down. Just chill. Oh, I'm sorry. Flashback. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, what you have to know is you got to keep grinding. You got to keep grinding. You know, you know why I think, you know why I call him a boss? You know what a boss is? A boss is not just one that's prosperous, not one that's powerful, but a boss is one that knows who he or she is and doesn't worry about what other folks say about them. That's when you're a real boss. You know who you are and you don't worry about what anybody else says about you. You know who you are. I know who I am. You ain't gonna mess with me. So, I, so number one, keep grinding. Number two, keep going. Keep going. Now, 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 you need to get this here. You got to keep going. If you're going to live faithful in stressful times, you got to keep going. When stuff is going on, you got to keep going. Look, look at verse 18. 
Now Isaac again dug, and the, the Amplified Version says, reopened the wells of water, which had been dug in the days of Abraham his father, because the Philistines had filled them up with dirt after the death of Abraham. And he gave the wells the same names that his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of flowing spring water, the herdsmen of Gerer quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, the water is ours. So Isaac named the well Essek, quarreling, because they quarreled with him. Then his servants dug another well, and they quarreled over that also. So Isaac named it Sitna Enmity. He moved away from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over that one, so he named it Rehoboth, broad place, saying, for now the Lord has made room for us. We shall be prosperous in the land. Whew. Wait a minute. Okay, y'all. It's one thing to go through the trouble of digging a well and someone said, you can't have that one. But to do it again, and someone come up and roll up on you? Now, now, in case you don't know it, this is hard work. This is, these are hours and hours of back to painstaking labor. This, this is hard work. They, 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 are, they are there, and they come and say it again. And he cool in the game. He don't say nothing. He keeps it pipping. He keeps on moving. And they do it again. Now, I got to show you this. There are three ways of obtaining water, three common ways of obtaining water. And, 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 and all of them are involved in this text. There, there's the spring, there's the well, and there's the cistern. They're on your screen. <clears throat> a spring, a well, or a system. A spring is where you discover water that is already flowing. And you, you know that that's a, a good to have good spring water. A well is when you dig down deep enough into the earth till you tap into a water source, possibly a spring, and you dig below the tap-in point so that the water now fills up that basin there and you now have a steady supply of good potable, potable meaning clean, drinkable water. A cistern in, uh, is also a place. They're, they're dug out, they're reservoirs. Sometimes they're covered, sometimes they're not. But what they really do is they, they are placed as a catchment. Water runs into them, rain water gets into them, and they contain it in a cistern. And in the cisterns, what they did was they used it as a supply of water. So uh, some of y'all folks from Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, y'all know what I'm talking about. You would, you would keep, uh, they'd have old 50-gallon uh, drums, some folk did back in the day and they would catch the rainwater coming off of the tin roof. They'd run the rain, the, the drainage pipe, instead of running that pipe out into the yard to, to get away from the house, they'd run the pipe into the 50-gallon tank, 
and they would take that water and many times they use that to wash their clothes. They still do that in the South. They still do it in Alaska and they do it in, in the Appalachian areas, catching rainwater. Well, the same concept, but this time in the earth. And here they are. They're digging wells. They're digging wells. They're getting the dirt out of them. They're going through the trouble. And while they're going through the trouble, somebody keeps pushing them out of their place. Now, come on back to church, because some of y'all done got mad. You already heated. You ready to start fighting. Now, don't get mad. Don't get heated. Just recognize, if it was for him to stay there by that well, he would have. But instead, I do believe it was for him to reclaim the well. He was for him to claim the well. Not, not, not simply to use it, but to put ownership on it. Even if he left it, everybody knew who dug that out. Everybody knew where that, where that well came from. Everybody knew who, who once owned that well and had that well. And he could lay stake on it later on. I just need to dig it out. I'm going to claim my territory even if I decide not to stay next to it. Y'all ain't got it. Y'all ain't got it. Sometimes you, you may be digging out places and cleaning up places that you don't stay. You may be getting out resources that you don't get to use yourself. No, what you're doing is you're laying hold on them and you're staking your claim to them for future manifestations of the blessings. Y'all, oh, bless the Lord. See, you don't have to get every blessing immediately for it to be yours. Come on, I'm going to show you all a trick here. Isaac did this. He reclaimed, he restored, and then he reassigned each well. Because what he was doing was he's upholding his entitlement to the well. He's upholding his entitlement to the well. I'm going to come back to it. I'm not done with this yet. Y'all stay with me for a few minutes. He's upholding his entitlement. I'm, I'm, I'm staking a claim on it. Watch this, watch this, watch this. He reclaimed it because he was reclaiming the property. He restored it because he was restoring its prosperity. If, it was, if the dirt was over it, it couldn't be prosperous. It wasn't useful. He reassigned it because he was leaving it for posterity. Lord, have mercy. Let me, let me bless somebody right here. There are some things you're going to have to reclaim. Some things reclaimed you're going to have to restore. And some things that you are restored are going to need to be reassigned back into their proper order and recognition so that you can be able to come back to it later. Some claims you have to reclaim some property. You have to restore some prosperity. You're going to need to reassign it into posterity so that your children's children can benefit from that which you're not ready to take advantage of right now. Let me preach this. I, I feel a teach coming up in my Holy Ghost sanctification tonight. Listen, when they couldn't find water, verse 19 helps us with this, when they couldn't find water above ground, God blessed the underground subterranean water. 
Verse 19 says, The servant dug in the valley and found a well of flowing spring water underneath. Subterranean. Woo. Let me help somebody. You need to know, won't he do it? Y'all live, y'all Won't he do it? Won't God do it? Won't he do it? Won't he bless you with stuff other folk can't see? Won't he show you what other folk can't see? Won't he bring you places where other folk don't even know to look? Won't he do it? Let me help you. Isaac named the first place, Esk, or dispute. You, you can see it. The second he called Sisk, or contention. And the third he called Sitna, meaning accusation. Look, I got, I got these locations. I got a place of dispute. I got some contention here. And I've got a place of accusation. People keep coming up messing with me. They keep messing with me. But I'm going to tell you this much. I'm not worrying about it. I'm not worrying about what you say. I'm not worrying about what you do. I, I know I got to hustle, y'all. But I, I, I got to help somebody with this right now. You would think that by now he's tired of moving. But watch this, he just keeps going until he had relocated into a place they couldn't lay claim to. Uh, Y'all, he kept moving, he kept it pimping, he kept it, kept it stepping until he got somewhere they couldn't say nothing about. Let me help somebody here. God is going to bless you in such a way that you'll get to a place where nobody can lay claim on your blessing, where nobody can say nothing about what God has done for you, where nobody can look at what God's done for you other than to say, that's yours. God will open up doors that nobody can shut, and he'll fix it up in such a way, the only thing you can do is lift your hands up and say, glory. God, God, he just kept it moving. He's not arguing with anybody. He's not mad. He just keep moving. He ain't, he ain't fussing with anybody. The, those folk are quarreling with his men. They act like they want to fight. He keep moving. He keep moving. Watch, watch this. Watch this. Watch this, y'all. This going to bless you. Call it what you will. Say he was generous if you want to. Say he was benevolent or a peacemaker. Isaac's mindset was, I'm going to be blessed wherever I am. Y'all did. Woo, I, you, do, you ought to be shouting right there online. You ought to be excited right there. You ought, to, you ought to tell yourself, I don't care if they move my desk to the back of the room. I'm going to be blessed wherever I am. I don't care if they change my job description and move me to a different floor. I'm going to be blessed wherever I am. I don't care what they say about me. I'm going to be blessed wherever I am. They can talk about me, but I'm going to be blessed wherever I am. I'm going to be blessed wherever Wherever I am because they think the blessing is in the land what they don't know is the blessings follow me not the land Lord have mercy the blessing is following me goodness and mercy follow me 
not the land. The blessing is on me. So wheresoever I go, the blessing just arrived. Wherever I'm standing, the blessing is standing. Whatever land I'm on, the blessing is on that land. Whatever I touch is going to be blessed. If I touch it, it's blessed. If I look at it a little while, it's blessed. Because the blessing doesn't follow any other thing. It's on me. <laughs> Good God Almighty. You got to know you carry a blessing with you. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Now, 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 now I'm, I'm going to press my claim a little more and I'm going to get out of here for the night. I know I've been on for a while, but, but, but when he gets to the last spot, you get down in Gerar. The Bible says he, he gets his next well, and they go to digging. And this time he names it Rehoboth, meaning wide, broad, spacious, from the root word Rahab, to make spacious. Now, now you got to know something here. He's saying God has bought me into a broad place, a wealthy place, a, a spacious place. He, he, watch this. It speaks of prosperity. That's what the text says. This is about prosperity. It speaks of prosperity. It's prosperity. Let, let me help you here. 2 Samuel chapter 2, chapter 22, verse 20 says, He brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Whenever it talks about God giving you a place with room, that, that we talk about there's plenty of good room in my Father's kingdom, the spacious place is the place of room. God's bringing me into a spacious place. I don't need to be in a tight spot. I'm going to be in a spacious place. Psalm 18, verse 19. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me. Oh, you ain't got this. He, Psalm 31, verse 8 says this. And, he, and have not shut me up into the hand of my, the enemy. You have set my feet in a wide place. Lord, help me. Listen. God is putting you in a wide place. God's getting ready to open up doors for you. Let me, let me work this text a little more. What you need to know is that the prosperity belong to him. And it belonged to those that followed him. And so along the way when he was opening up those other wells, he was decreeing and declaring, I'm blessed over here. I'm blessed over here. I'm blessed over here. Y'all missed it. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come. I'm blessed when I go. I'm blessed over here. I'm blessed over here. I'm blessed over here. I'm blessed. Y'all missed it. I'm blessed over here. I'm blessed over here. I'm blessed on that job. I'll be blessed on that job. I'll be blessed in that door open. I'll be blessed over here. This doctor going to bless me. This lawyer going to bless me. This thing is going to come out my favor. This money is getting ready to come. I'm blessed in... And I'm decreeing it for my posterity. Come on, come on, Genesis 21. Let me, let me show you how it ties back to Abraham. Listen, Genesis 21, 
verse 22 through 34. I don't have time to do all of it. You have to read some of it on your own. Listen to what he says. In Genesis 21, it talks about how, and it came to pass at the time that Abimelech and Philcar, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham saying, God is with you in all that you do. I know he is. Preach wise. Now therefore, swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with us, uh, with, with me, and with my offspring and with my posterity, but that according to the kindness that I've done to you, you will do to me and to the land which you have dwelt. And Abraham said, I will swear. And Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had seized. And Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this thing. You did not tell me, nor had I heard of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and two of them uh, made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lamps. Let me go back here. I, I don't have time to work it. In other words, look, I, my father has already disputed with you and your fathers about this land. And the reason I'm opening up these wells, and I'm going to let you have them, I'm opening them up just to show you that I'm big and bad enough to do what I want to do. I'm going to let you have them out of my goodness, but don't you fool yourself. I know who these belong to. That well belongs to me. Like it belonged to my daddy, it belongs to me. And I'll let you have it by my graciousness. I'll let you have it by my mercy. I'll let you have it by my benevolence, but don't ever fool yourself like I don't know whose land that is and whose water that is and whose well that is and why the water is there. It's there because my daddy opened it up and since my daddy made the way for me, I'm going to let you use what my daddy has put in the land. And the reason I'm not going to argue with it over with you is because I need you to know that your blessing came to you because of me and not because of you. Good God Almighty, I got to get out of here, y'all. My time is up and I still got to close. Let, can I keep it one more time? I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. I'm going to keep it 100. Now, 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 the first one I told you was what? I said, look, you got to keep on grinding. You got to keep on going. And then the third thing you got to do, if you're going to make it in, in this difficult season we're in right now, you got to keep godly. You got to keep godly. I, I, I was blessed. I was blessed just now to listen to NPR on my way in. And on NPR, Al Sharpton was giving his remarks concerning the George Floyd verdict that came out today. And Al Sharpton kept saying, we thank God that God got away of creeping through the cracks of a jury room and giving them a conscience. We thank God that the first time Joe Biden came out on his campaign trail, he flew to Houston and met with the family of George Floyd. He kept on talking. We thank God that we've cried many days, but today we cry tears of joy. We thank God that no matter what we've been through, this now is a turning point. And that, and that what George Floyd's daughter said to Joe Biden 
when he was running is about to happen. Your daddy is in the midst of helping the world to change. He, he kept on saying, and then he prayed. Woo. I'm not talking about no deep prayer. I'm not talking about no tongue-talking prayer. I'm not talking about no intercessory prayer. But instead, he offered a prayer to God to thank God for police officers who would testify against other police officers, for a chief who would fire a police officer for misconduct. He wanted to thank God that the system will allow an attorney general like Keith Ellis to sit in place so that he could speak up and would put together a team that would put together a, a system that was so meticulous that even a wayfaring fool need not air. He thanked God. Wait a minute, man. You mean in the midst of everything else, he's praying, yeah, because we got to keep it godly. Preach what I'm trying to. Let me help you here. Verse 23 and 24 shows that the Lord appeared to Abraham. He, he appeared to Isaac. He said, look, God appears to Isaac, and, and when God appears to Isaac, he says, I am the God of Abraham, your daddy. It says father there, but I'm going to call him daddy right now. He says, matter of fact, what I want you to know is don't you dare be afraid. For I'm with you, boy. And then God says, I'm, I'll bless you. And I got favor for you. And I'll multiply your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. And, and the Bible says that here's how Isaac responded. I said, keep it godly. Verse 25 says, Isaac did three things. First thing Isaac did, Isaac performed three acts demonstrating God's favor. The first thing he did was he built an altar for worship. You can put them on the screen right now. He built an altar for worship. The second thing he did was he pitched a tent and he established residence right there. So he built an altar, but then he established residence by pitching his tent right there. I, I, but, but not only did he do that, the third thing he did was he began to dig wells of water right then. Ooh, preach was. Because he said, look, I know God's favor is upon me, so I'm going to worship God like I know how to worship him. Before I see water, I'll be worshiping. When I see water, I'll be worshiping. And when the water keeps flowing, I'll be worshiping. Because my worship is not based on the water. My worship is based on the favor of Almighty God. That God is still with me. So I'm going to put my tent right here. I'm going to stop my residence right here. I'm going to make my claim right here where God is moving. And since God is moving here, I'm going to worship a God that's still moving. Keep it going. Keep it going. I'm going to worship a God that still blesses me and takes care of me. And here's what I'm going to do. No matter what I go through, I'm going to act godly. You ought to help me right there. I don't care what I'm going through. I don't care what the doctor says. I'm going to act godly. I don't care what the lawyer says. I'm going to act godly. I don't care what the people say about me. I'm going to act godly. I don't care if they cuss me out. <clears throat> I'm going to act godly because my character is towards God. My life 
is in God's hands and I live by my faith and my faith leads me and not the faith or the issues of other people, I'm walking by faith because the just shall live by faith and I'm living my faith life even in a stressful time. So I always keep it godly. This is the word of God for the people of God. All you can do is say, thanks be to God. Woo! Thank you, Lord. God bless you, saints. I love y'all, man. I'm, I'm having a great time up here. If you don't know I'm having fun, you don't know me. I'm enjoying Jesus with you. I love y'all with the love of the Lord. You know what it is. Keep on serving God. Keep on blessing his name. And guess what? It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Keep praying for each other. Keep praying for the Perkins family. Keep praying for the Simpson family. Keep loving each other. Keep praying for my, my Deacon and Deaconess Daniels. Keep praying for the Murphys. Keep praying for the saints all around. And just keep praying for each other. And check on each other. Check on each other. Call up. Say, howdy duty. Amen. And if you know somebody's going through something, cook a little food. Drop it at the door. Tell them I'm praying for you. Because guess what? I'm going to keep it godly. And I'm going to love you and keep on loving you the way God loves you. Hey, look, my time is up. You heard this word tonight. You say, hey, I want to be a part of that church. I want to be in that fellowship. You can become an eye member of Shiloh. Join with us. You can join. The numbers are there. Email is there. Join us. Hey, and if you just want to pray, you want to talk to the Lord about any issue, any problem, I want to invite you to meet me on the prayer call tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Join me. Join me tomorrow at 1 o'clock. I love all of y'all. I see some of y'all with the praise emoji. Sister Ken, I see some brother James Brown. Thank God for all of you. I'm praising God for you. We are praising God. God bless you, Sister Dolores. Sister Darlene, God bless y'all saints. We are praising God. Praise God, Sister Connie. We know that God is working in you. You need to realize that. I know it. God's doing something great for you. Look, when you get offline tonight, turn around, hug somebody in your household. Keep them encouraged. You stay encouraged. Now, Sunday afternoon, I'll be online again with Dr. Starworth in these mental health conversations with leaders. Join me online Sunday. The Zoom information is out. You ought to be able to get a hold of it. Get online. You can either get on Zoom. It might even be broadcast Facebook Live. But I know for sure you can get the Zoom uh, passcode and join us online. As I have a great concern about the mental health of our people. Because, hey, hey, let me tell you something. You can be a boss and still be blocked and still be burdened. God's with you, though. Don't you ever, get, don't you ever give up. Keep grinding, knowing that God is with you. So keep grinding, keep going, and keep it godly. That's it, y'all. I love you all the love of the Lord. May God's peace rest in you. And may you know the power of the living God. As you give tonight, remember your gifts go to benevolence. You can give by Cash App, by Givelify, or by mail. Know that the benevolence that you give will be given away. We will not keep a dime of what you give tonight. It goes back to those that have need. I love you all. 
May you go in peace. And guess what? May the peace of God go with you. You know how I do. This has been another one. Shalom.